Welcome to Meanderings, the podcast where you join me for a walk in the forest, where we'll talk about life and how to live from a place that really lights you up. We'll be joined by friends of mine who found their way to that place for themselves. Thanks for joining us. I'm Trudy Chapman. So joining me for today's Meander is my friend and fellow coach, Jazz Kalrab. She and I took our coach training together. And uh, Jazz always does interesting things, and so I thought that I'd touch base with her and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So what lights you up today, Jazz? Um, before I say what lights me up, and I've been listening to the meanderings, and I just love it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. And what I really loved was the last one by Craig okay. Senior, mm-hmm. uh, what he talked about gorilla quality. Mm-hmm. I thought what? it just resonated with me so much. And it just kind of, you know, um, I mean, I could feel the sparkle in myself in my eyes when I heard that because um, I related with, uh, with, with, with that, um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, what he really talked about is improving yourself without permission. <laughs> what a that concept, like, eh? Yes, absolutely. And I was like yeah. delighted to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as coaches, we work with people who are uh, willing to sort of enter into the stream of personal development. But what if that was just where you lived? Mm. You know, mm. that you didn't have to go in either with a guide or with somebody else's permission. Um, what if you went into your life with that sort of idea where you see something that's needed and you just, Meh, I'll go do that. Yeah. 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 And I think my life up until now, I am I am gonna be fifty one I am fifty one and uh and beautiful. <laughs> my life has been like that. Up until fifty years of my life have be, have been mm-hmm. just like that. That mm-hmm. I've believed mm-hmm. or I've just walked the path rather than saying I believe. Um mm-hmm. I've walked the path on improving myself, working on myself without permission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how's that, what, what impact has that had? How does that change things for you or how does it um, change things for others? Mm, good question. I'll have to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested, Jazz, what made you take the coaching program? You know, like we've known each other now for, what, eight years? Yeah, yeah. Was wow. it that long or it might even, yeah. 2014, was it? 2013, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. 2013, because yeah. we took the, yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to Boston to do the preliminary class together. Absolutely, remember? yeah. And then you left from that to start the program and I was waiting another four months. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So th- what drew you into that? Yeah. <clears throat> so for me, it was the work that I've already been doing um, that is into training and development. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that would, um, that would be an additional layer, uh, mm-hmm. which would enhance my, um, which would enhance my presence in facilitating, um, big groups or small mm-hmm. groups. So in working right. with people, you know, right. Were you already working with uh, Graybridge and doing work with diversity um, and, and these kinds of trainings before? 
before coaching? Yes. So I have been working with a training company in Ottawa uh, since 2008. Mm -hmm. And you specialize in a certain kind of training. Tell I me do. About that. I do. So my work is mostly focused on in intercultural competencies. Mm -hmm. um, so what are these competencies and how do you develop them? How do you basically engage with them and how do you strengthen them? Because basically it's a lifelong work and Canada being multicultural and we all, you know, we, we know that, that we live in a global world, whether it is the leaders that are leading the organizations or people working within the organizations or even in communities, we interact on with different dimensions of diversity on an everyday basis. Uh, mm -hmm. Now it's a reality. And so, um, so my work is focused on intercultural competencies, but also on diversity and inclusion. Uh, more so in these times, it is becoming more and more on racial bias. And you know mm. why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You With know? everything that's happening, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. but I also feel that this is the time to take action. We've been talking about it since many, many years in, in North mm -hmm. America. But I think this is the time we need to be not just allies, we need to be accomplice. Mm -hmm. you know, okay. So that we yeah, can actually, yeah. Accompanying the change to Absolutely. make the change happen, part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is, that is a part of my work now. Right. Yeah. Now, how do you feel that your work has benefited the people who've taken it? Because you've focused, focused and worked mostly or with federal government people, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've said so, uh, Department of National Defense, yeah. some police work, yeah. um, international um, development groups mm -hmm. that go out, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So Volunteers. how does how does yes yeah how does your work affect them and and make things? Um, what does it do for them when they go out into this work? Hmm. So they some of them take these courses because they are mandatory. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Twist my arm, I have to go get my training. Absolutely. Right. But you know what? I have been observing that this is changing. People mm. are realizing the importance of it over the years. And they really, especially the ones who are there with an intent to make a difference, they will take it anyway and learn from it and see um, how do you delve into deeper conversations in the room rather than just mm. focusing on you know, what is there, what, whatever slides are there or the PowerPoint is rather than focusing on them. That's my, my, my effort is always to kind of, you know, have people lead the conversation. Although I am, I am the leader in the room, but at the same time, I want them to be really get beyond the superficial things, you know, mm. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. talk about, and dive. yeah, dive into things that really matter. That's right. That will make a difference. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, in many ways, it was you know when I started this work for many for many people it was mandatory, but mm -hmm. for many others it was uh, something that they would um, that they would really apply in in different countries that they go to. So, for example, in international development, I I was training and facilitating these courses for three days four days in different lo lo locations in Canada 
and states as well um, mm-hmm. for the volunteers that go and do international work, development work, or are the work in in private companies as well. They go they go and work um, in Africa or in Asia or many mm-hmm. other countries. Sure. So, what does it really mean um, by shared leadership? What does mm-hmm. participation or participatory really? What what does it mean to work in participation? Mm-hmm. Um, so many of uh, when I started this work, I still remember that many many people went with this idea that oh, we are the experts, mm. uh, right? And, and and that needed to change. That needed to change in the sense that you, if if you're going to work on those countries, you will have to understand what locals want, and what are the local, um, uh, you know, local understandings of the culture matter a lot, and whether people take time to build relationships with people or they're just going to tick the checkbox there, you know, mm. or write the mm-hmm. reports back to Canada and federal government and say, okay, yeah, yeah, of course that's important. I'm not saying that. But what was really important is to understand the local product, understand the local market, whether it's a private company or whether it is an international development volunteer organization from federal government here. Um, you know, you're spending the funding dollars that's important for your country as well. That's important for, you know, the volunteer work is also important because it garners a lot of uh, trade for Canada and other initiatives, uh, political initiatives, um, uh, making, making um, you know, establishing a credibility in the foreign market and so many other things are, are mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they are um, dependent on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it is important to understand the diversity, understand that you will be working with people not just, mm-hmm. not just, um, y- y- you know. Um, it's almost like working on them when you go in with the yeah. idea that I am the expert. I will come in and I will fix things. So it's That's like you're, it. you're tinkering with them as the other, as opposed to coming in as, as you said earlier, an accomplice, yeah, a partner. Yeah, I mean, not just that. I feel even in Canada, we need to have that kind of an approach where we are taking action along with people who are suffering mm-hmm. right now, who are going through trauma or any kind of exhaustion, after, especially after the Black Lives Matter, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the wake of Black Lives Matter and whatever is happening aftermath of George Floyd incident in, in the States and so many other incidents, mm-hmm. people are mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how do you have those conversations? It's important to have those yeah. conversations. And it is not the responsibility of those communities to educate us. It is our mm-hmm. responsibility. Of course, I feel that sharing insights is very important, but it's yeah. our responsibility to get ourselves educated, to know sure. and understand, um, to take the struggle of somebody as our own, I think. Mm-hmm. But, also, mm-hmm. but also understanding that they are their emotions, not our emotions, so that we can do the work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I think that lights me up. This kind of work lights me up. Mm-hmm. Community, mm-hmm. giving back to the community, whether it is in the community or within the organizations. Right. Um, yeah, so, so, so that lights me up. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> you, you just, your whole face comes alive when you start talking about these ideas and the work that you've been doing. 
Mm. Yeah, Mm. for sure. For sure. So you brought as an integral coach, then you bring um, not just improving your own presence in standing in front of and facilitating and working with these groups, but you also bring a mindset of the in, the inner landscape, the inner dialogue that comes in. Because right now we've been talking about those things as constructs outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. The integral coach perspective, which is how we've been trained, then adds in another dimension of how am I in all this? How do I be when when I am doing this kind of work and on behalf of the people that you're training? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things integral coaching has taught us to really listen generously, you know, mm-hmm. to put our agenda aside and listen generously uh, about what is the client saying or not saying, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I think even in facilitations, when we are standing there and delivering these courses or delivering the important things, talking about the important things, it's important to listen to people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think in listening, um, not just you're being a role model, you're just transferring that competency, showing mm-hmm. that competency in action to others. Right. You know, right. And yeah. that's how a facilitator's role, I think, can enhance the quality um, mm-hmm. of, of their work, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as you're, as you're working with these groups and reminding them that they are going out to be part of the change, not just the instigator or the, the leader of the change in their work, when they're, when they're going out, that's that, being able to listen as you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, what is it that the groups that they're going to, quote unquote, support or help yeah what do they what do they want what do they need yeah as opposed to me going in with my idea preconceived of what it is that i can give them yeah. or what it is that i think they need yeah which can be quite a bit different yeah you said something very important here what do they need you know so i think these kind of dialogues they enhance our ability to understand what do they need what do other people need how can i and then when you know that you'll be able to help in in a much um, robust way you know that they need mm-hmm. something you 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 are able to kind of co-support them right right and that mm-hmm. actually then can create change that's durable absolutely yeah 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 mm-hmm. neat so your work lights you up that's for sure my work like lights me up, but I was thinking about it, you know, when we had to start this conversation this morning, I was thinking, what else lights me up? I think life lights me up, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, everyday morning walks, for example. I remember as far as I go back in my lifetime, I remember I started walking with my dad when I was very little and he used to take me for morning walks in India. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we had deeper conversation during the morning walks. My dad wasn't right. much of a much of uh what do you say um ask things like how are you doing beta this that and the other he was never like that you know yeah. he was so focused yeah. on his work and he was focused on um uh, on goals as to you know mm-hmm. where are you going what are you going to do today you know that kind of an right. oriented person but at the yeah. same time um, a foresight. He had a foresight, which I really learned from him. I mean, the values that he had instilled in me. And, you know, in India, um, 
I'm talking about way back when I was little growing up, we never had tetra packs of milk, you know, buying mm-hmm. at super stores and all that. We never had that. We had mm-hmm. to go to the to the uh, shacks, these farmhouses, mm-hmm. um, you know, small shacks where you used to go buy milk, where this person is really doing and doing the job. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they the they're milking the yeah Absolutely. they're milking the the animal themselves, putting exactly. it in the container you brought them, and then you carry that home. Absolutely. So we had a Very big different. steel container which uh, he used to carry every day with him, and that was his morning walk before going mm. on to his business uh, to his work. Right. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to go with him there. I just right. love that natural smell, that that soil, mm-hmm. you know, the mud and all of yeah, that. Yeah, earthy tones. The earthy yeah, tones, yeah. exactly. I just loved it. I can I can mm. hear you smelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. For me, it's uh, the scent of uh, pine pine ah, trees. Yes, uh, in hot sun. Absolutely. Uh, in northern Ontario, I think as a child, my mom used to put me as a baby. Yeah. To sleep out at at the back of the uh, we when I was born. Uh-huh. We lived in trailers in northern Ontario because we were on a Air Force base and they didn't have housing. So yeah. we were given these long trailers that we lived in. And I'm sure that I must have been put out to sleep in the carriage underneath some pine trees because there's nothing more calming to me than seeing pine trees against a blue sky yeah. and smelling the scent of pine. Oh, wow. It's funny how these memories from our childhood, eh? like you're, you're the earthy smell from going to, to fetch the the milk in the morning. Yeah, yeah. These I things just remember. transport you back. And not just that, it, it, my dad would talk to the person, you know, the milkman yeah. or the person who's doing, mm-hmm. is milking the animal. He would just talk to the person. He would understand what's going on in their family whether he needed mm. any kind of support or help, or I still remember, I mean, I don't want to talk about these things because they sound so petty when I talk about it. Why am I even talking about it? <laughs> and everything. But I remember mm. he used to give them their salaries, like a year salary in advance. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, he had that kind of an relationship with them that they would just say that, you know, we need money for, uh, for our family. We don't have mm-hmm. much and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he would just give away the year's salary to them. Oh, yes. And- well, you've spoken before about your father and what a generous, yeah. uh, kind-hearted man and uh, community-minded. Yeah. And he never, he never made it obvious. Like none of us knew what he was doing mm. with the community outside. Mm. He never made a show out of it. And I see so much of those qualities in people here in Canada. And mm. so I'm sure there are people in India as well who do that. I'm not saying that. All over the world, people are like that. But I remember mm. one thing that my father used to say, that when you give with one hand, even mm. your other hand should not come to know about it. That mm. you've given something to somebody. Right. I think that has stayed with me. And mm. I, I try to follow that. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hearing about uh, generosity of spirit, some of these things that you've inherited from your father that he imprinted upon you during these, these walks and the way that he lived his life. Yeah. You know? So, so a, a generous, uh, considerate to others, uh, but respectful too, respecting very, very the agency yeah. Yeah, of, of, of other people. Yeah, yeah. respectful, uh, spiritual, but a go-getter. Mm. Really yeah, you talked lots about <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, because he's had, he's had a couple of businesses, right? Yeah, yeah, go-getter. I mean, he, he had cancer 
but he never cowed down with the cancer. He never mm-hmm. gave gave in. You know, he yeah. just came back, and after his radiotherapy, he was back in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was well before he died, then. This was in 2007, while I was still there. Right. I moved here in October okay. 2007, and he had his surgery right. in early 2007 when I was in Delhi. Um, right. And and he came and he uh, was staying with me, and uh, we had his surgery in Delhi. And mm-hmm. uh, then he went back to Lucknow, um, which is in the north. Um, I mean, closer to Delhi. And then um, he was back in business after that. Mm. So mm. much so that he was to go on his scooter alone for his radiotherapy, driving about, uh, riding the scooter till about 25 kilometers. I mean, he had everything. He didn't need to. Yeah. He could have gone with the car yeah. and the driver, but he never was yeah. like that. He yeah. was always a... Uh, you know, he was a very self-dependent person. He never mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. tell people that he needs help or support or whatever. Sure. If the people are busy, then yeah. he would just do things on his own. I mean, he was mm. an extreme, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not taking yeah. care well, of himself. That's right. I mean, from a as a as you cast coaching eyes rather than daughter eyes yeah. on that. If you had a client who was doing that, you would probably be working on those kinds of um what are your ideas around asking for help? Mm, um, absolutely. What are your ideas around being independent? Yeah. You know, all of that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but as a daughter, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> an indomitable spirit, right? To just keep yeah, pushing. Absolutely. Some, yeah, I, th- I think he was an extreme in those things. I would yeah. not, I would not be happy yeah. now when he was doing it. I was not there. No. In fact, when, if I was there, he yes. listened to me for sure. But he was yeah. also very stubborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that must have been quite hard for you. I mean, it's it, leaving your your birth country for for a new country. Mm-hmm. I think is is wrenching anyway. Yeah. Um, but that must have been particularly difficult, given that your father was not well and 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 going mm-hmm. through the treatment and everything. Yeah. It was. I mean, I always felt that I'm living in two worlds. I mean, my one foot was here and the other foot was there. I was traveling twice mm-hmm. a year, I remember, to India. Mm-hmm. And uh, each time I would go, I would be very, very hopeful that this time mm-hmm. I come back and he would be better. Mm. I would do this and I would have my tasks all set out before I go. I have to speak to this doctor. I would start my my work from here. You know, right right from here even before going right right um yeah so so it was very taxing physically mm-hmm. mentally mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah i mean i was not completely here not completely there but i still kept yeah. working i remember i was working at the same time here um mm-hmm. uh, as a consultant but i i continued mm-hmm. to work on my projects whatever was coming my way and mm-hmm. there were too many at that time. Mm-hmm. I had to say no because, you know, I was traveling so back and forth. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but in all of that, I think when I look back, it's only made me stronger. Mm-hmm. Grief doesn't mm-hmm. go away. Parents never go away. They're always there with you, I feel. There's just an Yeah, even after they've passed. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still feel almost every day when I do my... I'm a Buddhist, so I do my chanting in the morning or evening or whatever. So, um, um, so I feel his presence, you know, yeah, all the time yeah. with me as if he's guiding me, if he's mm-hmm. there for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a strange kind of a feeling, but it's a very beautiful feeling. Yeah. It's been about three years since yeah. he passed? 2017. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. So family matters. Oh, yeah. Relationships matter. Connections to, to our parents matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I have love for this, um, you know, immediate attraction and immediate connection with design, with mm. architecture, with fabric, anything that is, you know, that is inspired by nature or by just geometry, for example, you know, designs and all of that inspire mm-hmm. me. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And were you, you were born with that sensibility? Did that always attract you? <laughs> I don't know that, but uh, hmm. I don't know that. But I know that I was, um, I was cleanliness freak in my school. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, cleanliness freak and uh, my uniform we had a uniform in school yes um, till about grade 8 um, no actually till about grade 10 oh my god <laughs> oh goodness me I can't even think about it children going in uniform till grade 10 now mm-hmm. but we had mm-hmm. uniform so yeah, yeah impeccable skirts and uh, you know I used to go mm-hmm. to um, uh, a convent so you know Yes. All those dresses and uniforms with a tie and stuff. So it was very, very impeccable yeah. and clean. And I made sure that it was. So I don't know about the... You liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Um, just, mm-hmm. uh, I think because it made me disciplined, I think. And mm. that's what I learned from my dad as well. So he was very disciplined. Right, life. right. Structure, so structure, structure matters. A bit of yeah. structure. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, it matters a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right, right, very good. And now that you're here in Canada, you have uh, you have um, an eye on your garden. I do, I do. Yes, I was just w- thinking about it this morning. That you know that gorilla quality that Craig Senior talked about in your meanderings the last session, the last episode. Mm-hmm. I was, I was almost uh, the analogy of a garden came to me. You know mm-hmm. that garden doesn't develop if your garden is bad or you know, it's unkempt or something, it develops over years. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a huge land or something, it'll develop over years. You can't do it as just one go. There are weeds yeah. or you want to plant it and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it takes time to uh, to work on that gorilla quality, you know. Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. is like that yeah. too. You know, you're weeding it out. Maybe some weeds are helpful and you don't even know. <laughs> and then yes. you realize later oh yes this would support me this would serve me rather than you know yeah just thinking different about it so mm-hmm. life i mm-hmm. think life is like that isn't it yeah 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 it's funny where you end up finding um uh, you know tools and support and you know yeah benefit Absolutely. it's not always where you think no no yeah yeah and I yeah. have to say that people in in uh, in my life up until now, my relationships in Canada, my friends, um, people at work, uh, I I have so much gratitude uh, to people who have 
um, you know, directed me on this path that I am doing the right thing in my work and I need to keep going further and further. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking action every day. That's what matters mm-hmm. to me now. Um, um, I think I think having spirituality mm-hmm. has supported me. Um, just being grateful. Yeah, we've talked a lot about gratitude, you yeah. and I, through time. Yeah, yeah the, that that really does uh, play a big part for you in um, helping you maintain your life view and your balance. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And of course, this coaching work was just amazing if we did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Your chanting really helps, eh? Oh, yes, it does. It definitely mm-hmm. does. Because what, what it is, is basically it's a community of people. You know that okay. that we chant with, and uh, yeah. so you're not chanting home alone necessarily. I do, so. I do, I do. Okay. So every morning I would, and so this uh, the practice that I am in. I am a Sikh by birth. I was mm-hmm. born in that religion in Sikhism. Okay. So my husband wears a turban. Uh, my son doesn't, but my husband does. So. Yes. Um, so Sikhism is a very modern religion. I'm not religious kind of a person. I don't do all that. Actually, in Sikhism, there is no fasting, no orthodox rules uh, that you have to follow or anything. It's a very modern and a very evolved religion. Um, it's about the people, how they interpret it. Some are more traditional than the others. Some are more fanatic than the others. I was not born, you know, with that, Mm -hmm. or or I did not develop like that. Um, Or I did not grow up like that, I think. Mm -hmm. But I took to Buddhism in um, 2004 in India. Okay. Or 2003, I think. Uh, One of my friends at work, she was practicing and uh, I was very inspired by her. She was a colleague and a senior uh, in management and all of that. The way she handled uh, things, tasks at mm-hmm. work, and the way she uh, communicated goals and bigger visions uh, to people, mm-hmm. inspired people, it was really inspirational for me. So mm-hmm. one day we were just sitting and I mean, I had, I had great fondness for her and she for me. So we just talked about it over lunch. We said, what is it that you do? You shine. Mm -hmm. You really shine. (laughs) So she said, I do this. (laughs) She was like, I do this. I said, really? That that is why you are the way you are? And she started laughing and she said, no. (laughs) I mean, there's more, more, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's the core for her. Absolutely. Yeah. She introduced me to this practice of uh, of Buddhism, and uh, which is which is uh, a bit different from Zen Buddhism. You know, mm-hmm. this one is more of um, um, how should I put it? This one is more of um, based on the Lotus Sutra, mm-hmm. and uh, it was basically initiated by a Japanese farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in 13th century, I think, um, uh, this person started chanting and he studied Buddhism in great detail. He didn't go to a school school, but he went to mm-hmm. schools, many Buddhist schools, and he studied right. various sutras and he studied the life of Gautam Buddha, mm-hmm. you know, Siddhartha. Um, and, and so he came to this conclusion that there is a law that works, the universal law that works. 
And we need to understand that law. That law exists within us. It's not outside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and how we embrace that law. So he kind of coined a phrase. Basically, it's called "nam myo ho renge kyo." Okay. Uh, nam myo ho renge kyo means that I bow down to the mystic law of the universe. Okay. But inherent in it is this metaphor for lotus. It is called the Lotus Sutra. Nam myo ho renge kyo is the Lotus Sutra. So lotus. is the analogy that is used for the lotus flower renge means lotus that lotus flower is one of the flowers that blooms and seeds at the same time or seeds and blooms at the same time say mm-hmm. meaning that every cause that we make has an effect mm. right it has an impact it has an effect so right. we need to look at what are the causes that we are making right now mm. that will impact our future you know right so the responsibility lies within us of everything that we go through or everything that we experience of course there are other things that plain not saying that but when we say why me why me when things mm-hmm. don't happen the way we want or there are challenges or downs and people mm-hmm. struggle to different things and people say why me you know mm-hmm. we don't say mm-hmm. why me when we are going through ups in life sure. then yeah. we don't say why me <laughs> why not others but we are saying why me yeah when it's bad, when it's bad. or when it's difficult you know yeah. so yeah. i think this chanting um the 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 whole buddhism its philosophy um there are many members in canada that are practicing there are more than mm-hmm. i think 15000 members maybe more mm-hmm. um there are 10 districts in ottawa uh, mm-hmm. all people of all caste creed and color Mm-hmm. they're there mm-hmm. and we have uh, group leaders basically their uh, their task is to coordinate meetings and making sure that every member is doing well they're healthy mm-hmm. and if they're not then we chant together to inspire them and muster courage and you know to to kind of not give up mm-hmm. they might be going through mm-hmm. there are members who are going through very serious illnesses mm-hmm. Uh, um and difficulties in difficult yeah. times at work or illnesses mm-hmm. or uh, other issues because this is life we will go through mm-hmm. all kinds of things right so sure so we inspire especially in covid times in pandemic times mm-hmm. we are you know we are inspiring each other we are chanting with with each other and just inspiring each other to understand that this is a time that we still need to keep eye on our goals it's not that mm-hmm. we work on our goals when this pandemic is over no yes we need to yes. keep going through it right now mm-hmm. and uh, also understanding and, and and working on those goals at the same time you know not giving mm-hmm. up not not just you know uh, feeling uh, feeling uh, bogged down Hopeless. by this change yeah. that is happening yeah. change has change means creativity change mm-hmm. opportunity to grow so we are refocusing on that when we chant with people yeah. inspired right yeah right neat so these things also light you up oh yes absolutely mm. absolutely i've seen i've seen shifts in my life because of chanting mm-hmm. um there are many many things i mean i grew up in comfort you know i never had to struggle for things mm-hmm. i never had to work to fend for myself everything was provided for my parents 
worked very hard they struggled in life so that we could you know we could mm-hmm. be and when i came to canada i struggled <laughs> yes that's another story yes. you know in india yeah. i had everything the drive mm-hmm. and in the other i was married to to this amazing amazing i am married to this amazing person Mm-hmm. was doing very well was was uh, yeah i mean he had a beautiful job traveling all over the world and mm-hmm. everything with me but when i came to canada i had to start afresh yes and when yeah. i look back those years i'm like thank you thank you universe for putting me through mm-hmm. this <laughs> yeah 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 because i learned to grow oh absolutely absolutely yeah 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 very good mhm Well, I think we'll leave it there. Okay. Thank you. It's always good to talk to you. Yes, likewise. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Meanderings. Join me again for a walk in the forest and a chat about what matters in life. I'm dropping an episode every second Tuesday and you can pick that up wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Trudy Chapman.